I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 23rd, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top story, transnational abortion vigilantes, I know, right, are now operating across the U.S.-Mexico border. Next, the L.A. Dodgers are inviting an anti-Christian drag group to perform for families at the stadium. And finally, new data is out. Majority says the U.S. media is the enemy of the people. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Tonight, the most commonly used abortion pill still on the market, but its legal future uncertain. A federal appeals court appearing deeply skeptical today of arguments from the Biden administration and pill manufacturer as they try to keep Mifepristone available. I don't understand this thing. The FDA can do no wrong. We are allowed to look at the FDA just like we're allowed to look at any agency. The three-judge panel must decide what to do with that controversial decision out of Texas last month, which invalidated the FDA's longtime approval of the drug. One judge hearing the case appointed by George W. Bush, the other two by Donald Trump all have a history of supporting abortion restrictions. Judge James Ho calling abortion a moral tragedy in a 2018 case. The stakes of what happens to a pill women can currently get in the mail even higher now with new abortion restrictions emerging at the state level. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not allowed to call abortion a moral tragedy? Because, you know, what's interesting about that story is that Even the left, if you go back to the 1960s, the 1970s, they would refer to abortion as a moral tragedy. Remember, the standard used to be safe, legal, and rare. This was the line that was pushed for years from the mainstream left in the United States until it became beyond a political movement for them, became a religion, became a sacrament almost. Well, it's become so much of a sacrament that it turns out that they're willing to break the law in order to do it. So it's not just fentanyl that's coming up across the border. It's not just the cartels pushing this now. Listen to this story from the Daily Beast, smuggling medication, medication from Mexico. The underground network begins with activists like Veronica Cruz Sanchez, the founder and executive director of Las Libres, a feminist organization founded in Guanajuato, Mexico, in 2000. For two decades, Cruz and her colleagues have worked to distribute abortion medical misoprotol across Mexico. Abortion has always existed. It will always exist. It will not cease to exist, even if countries restrict it, even if its territories restricted. That does not mean it will stop abortion. It only puts people's lives and health at risk. Actually, abortion always puts lives at risk because it's the killing of children. So there's always a life at risk with abortion, uh, that of the child. In fact, it's not even necessarily at risk. It's the point, it's the objective. You wouldn't even say it's a risk because it's the goal, right? A risk is something that could potentially happen as an issue. The risk here would be the life of the mother potentially being at risk for these harmful medications or procedures. 
life of the baby apparently doesn't really factor in. So when you call it a moral tragedy, it's because, yes, it's obviously a moral tragedy. But when the Texas legislature passed Senate Bill 8 in 2021, radically restricting access to abortion in the state, Cruz turned her eyes north to the United States. Mexico's Supreme Court had just ruled that it was unconstitutional to punish abortion as a crime, a hugely progressive step in a once staunchly conservative country. When Mexico appeared to be taking a step forward, Cruz says she felt that the United States was moving in the opposite direction. So here's, by the way, what this journalist, also known as a journalist, at the Daily Beast is doing is they're promoting the activist's opinion, which is obviously the same opinion as held by the writer here, as, as if it's narrative fact. So the concept of a narrative fact is important to understand because that's editorialization. That's them taking the editorial position, the opinion, basically, of this activist and reporting it as fact. So they're inserting it as a narrative fact when in, we're just this line right here. Mexico is taking a step forward. The United States is moving in the opposite direction. Of course, for us to believe the United States is moving backwards. Well, backwards on abortion. What does that mean? Backwards from what? Forward to what? forward to abortion is legal. So they're not even making a factual argument here. They're making an argument about forward and backwards. So they're calling it, this is this is endemic to the progressive movement because they always believe that their version of, and their vision of the utopian future is something that they are moving toward, progressing towards. Karl Marx talked about this. Uh, he, called it, he called it the progression of history. And so this idea that we are moving forward towards that ideal, it is utopian thinking, it's trutherism, it's conspiracy thinking, and it's this idea that once we get the laws exactly the way we want, everything is going to be better. Oh, really? Really? So everything's going to be equitable, everything's going to be perfect. Is that working out for South Africa? Is that working out for Haiti? Is that working out for Venezuela? Do you want to talk about Caracas? No, of course not. So I love this. We decided to form a cross-border network. Okay, so you're illegal drug smugglers. You're, you're, just, you're, you're just illegal drug smugglers. You admit it. But of course, the Daily Beast doesn't see it that way. Abortion pills are available over the counter in Mexico. Crews organized hundreds of volunteers to take abortion pills over the border, initially to Texas, and then when Roe fell to other hostile states. Hostile states. Hostile states. Narrative fact. When Roe fell, listen to how they're talking about Roe v. Wade. They're like, when Roe fell, like it's 9-11, like it's the Twin Towers falling. Because to them, it is. Because they view Roe v. Wade as sacred. Roe v. Wade was never legislation. It's never part of the Constitution. It was never an amendment. It wasn't even a law. It was a false decision by the Supreme Court in the 1970s that was overturned because it was bad precedent. Bad decision. Simple as that. You can't make up your own amendments and read them into the Constitution. You have to pass them legally, one way or the other. That ain't how the system works. But folks, we need to be very clear about this. All of these people are breaking the law. And I hope now that the pro-life movement, the border hawks, the immigration hawks can come together to understand this is what's happening on our border right now. It ain't just fentanyl. It's not just drugs. It's not just this human and child trafficking. It's abortion vigilantes. Well, folks, since we're talking about so many people that are supporting 
our enemies, we also need to talk about people who support the values we believe in. And that's why I talk about blackout coffee. Folks, when I got back from Europe, we got back last week and there was a giant case of blackout coffee sitting, waiting for us at home. So if you want to go and pick up yours, you go to blackoutcoffee.com slash POSO. Use promo code POSO20. Remember POSO20, why? To get 20% off your first order. Let me tell you something. We're making our way through the different bags of coffee. Now, personally, the way I like to do it, since we've got we've got four bags of the four different flavors, and it's available in the bead, the bag, and the pod, but I want you to go and try each flavor all the way down. That's what I'm doing. I'm going through each bag individually. I'm not just going to take one scoop from each. No, no. I'm going through each bag to tell you. So let you know. If the show's good, you say, you know what, Poso? That was some good blackout coffee. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Poso. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are a nonprofit organization dedicated to communities that are not taken care of by the government. I'm Sister Till the Next Time, and I am the current abbess of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence in San Francisco. We are a group of queer nuns that serve our community just like nuns do. We raise money for people who are in need. We are always at bars and just being present for people on the street. A lot of people just need to have a talk with us. We are not tied to any religion, but we are not mocking anyone. Since 1979, we provide support. People have been suffering from guilt that they've been carrying, and we are just here to free the world from all the guilt. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The Los Angeles Dodgers plans to give a, quote, Community Hero Award next month, during Pride Month, one of the seven deadly sins, to a drag queen group that mocks Christians and Catholics specifically. They perform drag queen nun acts, so drag nuns. They have a trans Jesus that performs bondage ceremonies on stage. And the L.A. Dodgers is giving them an award. Members of the group go by names. I'm reading this from dailywire.com. Go, go by names like Sister Taint a Virgin, Sister Risque of the Sissy Teen Chapel, and Sister Edith My Flesh. Go forth and sin some more is the group's slogan. Completely satanic, completely demonic, completely blasphemous. This is a hate group, by the way. This is exactly what you would call a hate group. Um, if we had actual organizations in the country that cared about, oh, I don't know, you know, Christians or Christian beliefs, Christ, nuns who, by the way, perform charitable work throughout the country, that's what sisters do. No. These ones target them. This group targets them for hate. Because that's what they are. They are full of hate, just like pretty much anyone you can find who's on the far left. They're not operating out of love. And when, in fact, when you see one of those signs that says, hate has no home here, posted in front of someone's house, I can guarantee you that if you walk up to that person and you start having a conversation, neighborly conversation, and you drop in how you voted in the last election, and if you didn't vote for the right candidate, that person is going to lose their mind because they're absolutely filled with hate. So here's what's interesting is originally the L.A. Dodgers disinvited the group 
after complaints from the Catholic League and other Catholic groups and leaders who said, why are you inviting and awarding an anti-Catholic group at this event? Why would you do this? Why would you have a group, and you can see the images, completely depraved, completely disgusting. Why would you even bring this to a family area or a family-friendly location, like a baseball game? It's very clear. Because by perverting what used to be known as America's pastime, by targeting baseball, American baseball, the baseball diamond, a place where a father can take his son, teach him the finer points of the game, and pass it on to him. By the way, I recommend going to AAA games, not not MLB, because AAA games are still fun. Players have more heart, cheap. Get some hot dogs, get some popcorn, some Cracker Jacks. We did it on Sunday, took the kids. It's fun. Had a good time. In and out. Didn't feel like I was trapped. Like I was in a prison or something. Had fireworks. Star Spangled Banner. It's awesome. Where are the Christian leaders on this? Did the church, in all of its years, the, the Catholic bishops... When they were just decided to not stand up for themselves, to not stand up for the church, to not stand up for the gospel teachings, they said, oh, we're going to be inclusive. Oh, we're going to be more tolerant. Oh, we're going to let more. We don't want to push back. We don't want to be divisive. We don't want to, we don't want to make waves. Well, guess what? Now look what situation you're in. Now you've got them mocking and attacking your faith, our faith, my faith, my family's faith right in the middle of the public square. Did you think that was going to happen? Because I could have told you that was going to happen. And so I would say this to all church leaders, Catholic priests, Catholic bishops, but certainly any Christian out there as well. If you do not fight back, if you do not, and by the way, if you're Catholic and you're on that team, you got to boycott that game. Don't show up. Just don't show up. If you are on the team, if you're on the Dodgers and you are Catholic, you need to not show up that night. Show them that they can't treat you like that. Show them that they can't treat our religion like that. Show them that we actually believe. You know what? Keep it right here every day. That's my Amex right there. That's because I don't leave home without it. My rosary. It's right here. Every single day, during every single show, everything I do, I'm driving in my car, picking up the kids. That's what it's all about. Satan hates the rosary. Satan hates Latin. Satan hates Christians. Satan loves the sisters of perpetual indulgence. Because here's the dirty little secret. Deep down, they believe in God too. They believe in Jesus as well. Every demon believes in God. Even the devil has faith that God is the Almighty. But they oppose him. That's the difference. Well, speaking of Christianity and speaking about true Christian patriots, the folks over at Patriot Mobile, my friends over there, and I hope they can become your friends too, they're now offering a great new service as America's number one leading 
Christian conservative wireless provider for your mobile service. If you want nationwide coverage on all three major networks, you can piggyback on all of them. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO right now. It's patriotmobile.com slash POSO. They are now offering free activation along with their service. So like I said, it's the three major networks and you will know you'll have the peace of mind. The peace of mind of knowing that your money is not going to people who hate you. I can guarantee you that if Patriot Mobile is ever found to be funding, awarding, or associating with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the drag nuns, and trans Jesus, then we will cut ties with them immediately. But we know they're not that, folks, because they stand for the gospel. They stand for the Constitution. They stand for traditional American values that we all hold dear. Media freedom is supposed to be a cornerstone of democracy by holding the powerful to account and keeping voters informed. But on this World Press Freedom Day, a new poll shows that many Americans are doubtful that the media is acting as a force for good. Nearly three quarters of adults surveyed blame the media for increasing political divisions in the United States. Now, the poll was carried out by the Associated Press and the Nork Center for Public Affairs and the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights. It also found that more Americans think that the media is hurting American democracy than protecting it. Uh, this is an, a really very serious problem. Uh, it's been in existence for some time. It's gotten worse and it's fed on itself. So the more there is distrust in media, the more media actually heads for the corners of the, of the, of the ring where all the mud wrestling takes place, becomes more partisan, which then drives further distrust because people, the general public says, the media are not providing facts. They are leaning into the argument. They are adding to the shouting. Well, the new poll out of Rasmussen Reports just dropped that says a majority now say that U.S. media is the enemy of the people. This is true, by the way. The only problem with this poll is that it's only 59%. We need those numbers up, folks. We need those uppers beyond 60. We need into the 70 territory. I'm talking 80. I want to go all the way up. We win. When 100% of people admit that the United States media is the enemy of the people, which is all Western media in general, which, by the way, is a great example to remind everybody of the fact that starting this Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, Human Events is now moving to a new time slot. Instead of being on late at night like we are now, we are going to be going at 2 p.m. Eastern every single day, and we are going to be going live. So it's going to go Bannon, Kirk, Poso. You guys are going to love it. And I guarantee you that we are not doing this from the perspective of the enemy of the American people. We're doing it because of the American people. And the folks at Real America's Voice that we've partnered with, we're so happy to have them along board because they believe the exact same thing. That's why they have the war room. That's why we have Charlie Kirk. And that's why they're willing to put, and, and, and I just have to say thank you to them because they're willing to put their trust into human events and this platform that we've created together. The power of this audience, and you've seen it. You've seen the people we've been able to get fired, the people you've been able to get arrested. We've seen the needle moved by human events how many times? How many times? And now we're gonna be taking that to a whole new level starting Tuesday. 
But remember, of course, President Trump tweeted it himself back in 2019. The press is doing everything within their power to fight against the magnificence of the phrase, make America great again. They can't stand the fact that this administration, referring to his own administration, has done more than virtually any other administration in its first two years. They are truly the enemy of the people. 35% strongly agree with the statement. Another 24% somewhat agree. 70%, 77% of Republicans agree, while only uh, with 49% strongly. About half of Democrats believe Still pretty high, 44%. Let me dig in here on these crosstabs because I want to see, let's go in and I always check, and this is something I learned from Bannon. You got to check the independents. You have to check the independents. The independents currently on this question strongly agree, all right, 32, and then somewhat agree is 24. So we're doing some math live here. That's 56%, 56%, they always say, don't do math in public, right? But I have a ringer on that one because I have a five-year-old now and he's constantly asking me math questions. <laughs> he loves numbers. What can I say? So he's, Jack-Jack is constantly asking me math. Whenever we'll be driving somewhere. He's like, daddy, you know, what's 35 plus 17? And you got to know, you just got to know. And then I'll say times, divide, etc. It's, I don't know what it is. He's really in numbers. I wasn't into numbers like that when I was a kid. I like stories. I like books. Um, I like playing baseball with my friends, riding bikes. I was not into numbers like that. I don't get what it is. But numbers are important, folks. We need to understand numbers to understand data. By the way, this cuts across. They've got I've got race by white, black, other. 36, 30, 35 is strongly. Uh, 22, 21, 33. So you've got majorities in every racial category, uh, almost every party, obviously not Democrats. And then ideology is very strong as well, very, very, except for liberals. This is interesting. Strongly disagree. So the group that has the most trust of all in media right now is liberal Democrats. If you go by ideology, it is liberals who believe 46% strongly disagree that the media is the enemy of the people. So you still have this one group out there that's thinking. For some reason, I don't even know what the reason is, that the media, yeah, it's like how we all used to believe about the media, right? We used to believe that the media was there to, to tell us the truth, to tell us what's really going on in the world, to tell us what's actually happening behind the scenes, and then providing us a way for knowing what's going on in our world, right? And so you had local media, that was what was going on in your local area, your town, your village. Then maybe you'd have like a city paper, paper of record for each city. Philadelphia, New York, Washington, but somewhere along the line, all of that started merging together and TV rose then radio and the internet. And now all of it's shattered. And now it's about whatever gets the most clicks gets the most shares. That's the one that goes for the headline. And this has infected every single media outlet in America, every single corporate media outlet. And so we need to stand together and fight back. Because we here at Human Events Daily, humanevents.com, The Post Millennial, Real America's Voice, we stand as an organized front against their onslaught. And in fact, that's also why when we can meet in person, it's even better. And I'm very excited to remind you guys that Turning Point USA this June, the 9th to 11th, is going to be running the Young Women's Leadership Summit. 
You do not want to miss this. This is all the your favorite conservative female voices. Candace Owens, Laura Trump, Laura Ingram, Kerry Lake, Libs of TikTok. They're all going to be there. So if you want to join in, it's Dallas, Texas, June 9th to the 11th. Secure your tickets now. YWLS2023.com. If you want to use promo code Jack, you get 50% off your general admission. Uh, Yami Park is going to be there. Ray Lynn. I'm just looking at some of the list right now. Oh, Congresswoman Anna, Anna Paulina Luna, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Th- folks, this is going to be an incredible event. You don't want. And then, of course, the great, by the way, Riley Gaines is going to be there as well, as well as our own Alex Clark. Uh, Ali Bastucki is going to be there. Charlie and Erica Kirk. Should I go to this one? I don't know. I'm think I'll think about it. I might go. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. I might go. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't gone to YWLS. Should this be the one? Should this be the one? Send us your messages in. Should this be the first YWLS? Maybe Tanya wants to go. I don't know that I attend to. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. 